from Russia with love I fly to you much wiser all right uh, we're here it's the pod James pod podcast it's like uh we're doing it we're doing it again it's we're doing like, it it's it this is the show this is it's back it's like we're, ah. we're back on uh we I mean, yeah, we're back. We're and... back, baby. <laughs> I mean, we've been we've been doing the show. It's not like it's gone away. It's just it's been yeah. a little different here the past couple of months. And uh, this is the way the show's supposed to be. We're you and I, you Aaron Nix, and me, Carlin Trammell. We're doing this Pod James Pod podcast. It's a show all about the James Bond movies. We get together, and from minute one. To however long we run, all we do is we just talk and focus and hone in and dissect and rip apart and put back together the James Bond movies. Think of this as like the best reboot that you'll see ever or listen to rather. I mean, you could watch our podcast. I mean, we've we've talked about that before. We have talked about it before. I mean, I I feel like what's going to happen someday because this is the best podcast that I think exists uh, yes, we are recording this in an audio format. Mm-hmm. Um, that is true. I mean, you and I, we set out to do an audio podcast. But who's to say that years down the road, um, once once our podcast has had time to digest with people, that somebody, a filmmaker, won't come out and make a, uh, I guess, an an, an even a, an animated version of our podcast or a live action version of our podcast. I mean, I I fully suspect it will it will happen. Yeah, I think um, I think it's happening now. I think there's high schoolers in their uh, in their like parents' basement. They're right now. Uh-huh. They're ren- they're doing computer renderings of us. Uh, you know, you writing me. scripts. They're not well. They're not writing scripts. There's no script to write. I mean, they're they're just taking okay. this audio and they are maybe um, they're storyboarding it. Like they're storyboarding, storyboarding. yes, yeah. yes, they're okay. storyboarding it out. They're figuring out at what point, you know, when we talk about something. So when we talk about, say, we get into the whole Alabama dog, you, what's going on with that? Then let me ask, let me ask you a question. They storyboard something with uh, our other co-host, Alabama dog. Because I know, I know these, I know these teenagers are, are working hard, and I'm sure they would appreciate some input from us. Um, you know, the the origin of their of their soon to be. Mega billion dollar movie. Um, who who would play you in in this in, in said movie? Who would play me? I mean, they're yeah. animating me. They're creating a life like they're creating a a um, computer model of me. Why okay, why so, would someone else play me? Okay, so would okay so. <laughs> All right, so you're 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 thinking that this is uh something similar to. Say Beowulf or Tin Tin or something like that. Oh well, I mean, I haven't gotten that request for like, hey, uh, dear, dear Mister Trammell, could you please come meet me in my basement? And then they have like enclosed like green dots that I put on my yeah. face, and I have to like go in and get scanned or something. That that hasn't happened yet. Uh, I don't, so I don't know if it's gonna be like motion capture or if they are actually like just doing it all themselves. Okay. Well, I mean, so, so say they're doing it years from now. Who? What actor would you want to portray you as the motion capture actor? I, again, I don't understand this question. <laughs> it's going to be me. There is no one else who could be me but me. 
Now, as far as you, um, who should be you? Um, let's see. It's got to be somebody, you know, that, somebody that when I look at them, I don't want to punch them in the face. You know, I that, think that's what I'm looking for with whoever they do with you. I mean, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to say this. I, I think I think Pierce Brosnan would would play a great me. Just the motion capture per, the portion. So you're saying that we should look at like which Bond, which Bond not necess- actor? Not necessarily. It just so happens that he's. I think I think he's a good Bond, or I think he's a good actor to to play me, um, to do the motion capture. Okay. All right. Um, I, got, I have an, I have a suggestion. It just it just so happens that he's a Bond. I think it's me, but I'm wearing a Sean Connery mask. Uh, <laughs> the Sean Connery mask. Well, you better. I mean, somebody might come behind you and strangle you. That, that's a risk I'm willing to take. Okay. Okay. O- hopefully, is it a little bit more realistic? Is it like a Mission Impossible mask? <laughs> well, well, when when it's me wearing the mask, it looks just like Sean Connery. But as soon as I die and I fall to the ground. It's like the worst Halloween mask you could possibly ever imagine. <laughs> it's like it's like a it, you're you're turned slightly away from the camera and it's it's very pale. It doesn't even match your skin color. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. okay, I I like it. I like it. That that is a that is a bold choice. So, well, okay. Well, hang on here. Now, now I'm really jealous because now you're in the studio. You got the you got the green screens around. You got the green dots, and you're standing, you're looking across the table to Pierce Brosnan. Uh-huh. So I'm not even there. So you get to to act with Pierce Brosnan, right? Because you're you think that Pierce Brosnan is going to come in and do uh-huh. the motion capture. Yeah. Part. For me, for you, but it hit with your voice. They're taking the audio from these podcasts. Yeah, they, they would, obviously they would just use this, these episodes. I don't for... see why they would redo it. There's no point. In no, that. no, they 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 wouldn't redo it. Because are but... they are these episodes in your mind as you think back? Are they perfect? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think our iTunes reviews prove that they prove that they're perfect, except for well, I think... the audio. Well, I think they prove they're perfect, but that's not what's really going to prove they're perfect. Only one thing will, and that is history. Mm-hmm. History will prove they're perfect. Well, I mean, let's we got you got to think about what they're being compared to. I mean, are they being compared to say Bames Jonding? Oh, oh, I just have one thing to say to you. Listen. Bames Jonding. And Bames Johnding. Bames Johnding. We I have... mean, if that if that's the case, then it's it's not even like it's like it's like we're at a hundred and they're at zero or below. I mean, that's just if that's what people are comparing it to, then yeah, yeah, this is perfect. It's perfect. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, and and you can't and you can't look at iTunes reviews because we have uh, let's see, last count we have like ten, ten reviews. Is that right uh-huh. on iTunes or is that? Yeah. I might be that might be a low end exaggeration. It could be. It it, it, it may be more around the four ish <laughs> range. I think there's one on the Canada store. Hey, that's that is that is might be my favorite review ever. So I don't want to discount any of our Canadian listeners Absolutely. at all. 
No, well, we, okay, say any. I mean, there's some I might want to discount, but we are we, we are an international podcast. We're doing it about James Bond, even though you uh, in previous episodes you you got upset that uh you know we're we're in America. We do we're doing the podcasts only in America, and we can't uh, we shouldn't refer to the no. I was only talking about rules. dodgeball rules. I, I wasn't yeah. talking about. I was getting upset about the. Po- I mean, yes, we're talking about James Bond. He's an, he travels across the world and. He it's, interacts it's just with like, different. It just seemed like you didn't really respect uh, uh, Britain. Uh, so I mean, it it's kind of surprises me that you're giving all this respect to Canada. What? How how are you possibly saying I didn't respect Britain? I, I mean, was talking about the the dodgeball, the dodgeball rules that we're trying and, to follow. When you have a team and you're assembling a team together, yeah, yeah. I was looking at. The U.S. rules, because where are you located? You're located in Nebraska. Nebraska uh-huh. is in what country? The U.S. of A. And I am in Florida, and Florida is in what country? <laughs> Florida is in its own country. Yeah, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> that, that, that's a valid point. But that said, that said, if, we're, if my dodgeball team here in Florida and your dodgeball team in Nebraska meet up, we're not in the U.K. We're playing by the U.S. rules. So all of your teams living down in Florida and all of my teams living over in Nebraska. Yeah, and we meet up at different places. We meet up in like Alabama for I mean, uh, Yeah, I was a little disappointed or... last month you didn't bring up your team for our scheduled meet. I mean, it was a perfect opportunity. You, you came all this way. You, you didn't bring the bus full of the guys. Yeah, well, I wasn't sure. Look, look. I mean, we're talking... Oh. You know, we're talking about how we're back. We're doing the show. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to harp on the past. You know, like I don't want to. I don't want to focus on the past. Yes, we did. Yes, we did a show where we got upset. Yes, there was a point in time where we split up. Yes, we did a show where we got together in person and and we 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 got it's fun. we reconciled. It's, fun. it's all fun. Like, but that's not what I want to do. I don't want to. I don't want to harp on the past. I don't want to focus on the past. I want to look ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, you're right. You're right. I didn't bring the team. I wasn't sure how you would react to my showing up anyway. And I didn't want that's a lot. It was that's it was a risky. lot to bring down, you know, bring down me. I got to bring down 10 yeah. players. Um at that yeah. point I need to bring QK with me. Uh a couple of the players kind of messy. Kevin Kevin Hart the janitor's got to come. <laughs> Not the comedian. Not the comedian, the jan- yeah. the janitor. Different yeah, guy. I see I see if you if you had brought your team up to Nebraska and you, all of you, had showed up on my doorstep. I probably wouldn't would have been a little intimidated. I might I might feel threatened. I might have shut the door on you and then called my team over and we might have had a good old fashioned rumble there there on the street. Uh huh. Um, you know, I could I could have gone out in my garage and grabbed some dodgeballs. Uh, it could it could have happened right there. I mean that that would have been a great storyline for the movie. I'm anticipating that what that's essentially what Bond uh, 24 will be about. Uh, okay. I don't have a real good sense, uh, you know. Like I'm not personal friends with Sam Mendez. Well, we did and write the letter. We have written a letter to him with some some requests, uh-huh. but um, you know, I don't have uh, I don't have those connections. I don't have my finger on the pulse of what's going on in the Bond 24 production offices. But what you just said, that all sounds perfectly possible. But do you, do you think the filmmakers who are going to make the pod, James Pod, the movie, do you think they'll deviate from the story at all? I mean, you, you always see movies, you know, they take the source material, whether it's a novel or a comic or whatever, and they'll, and they'll change things up. 
do you think they'll get to this point and they're like, man, we w- this story is really needs some more conflict. This is the climax um, leading into maybe the second half of the the saga. Uh-huh. Um, do you think they'll deviate and kind of have some artistic interpretation? So they would – boy, I, I hope not because, I mean, we – like I said, we – It's we perfect. It, we got it perfect. Yeah. You know, I think all that's going to do is just aggravate future fans or the – you know, all the fans we have now who are going to continue to be fans. Those people, right. when they go to watch the movie or the series or whatever, whatever oh. these, these kids are putting together – they're just going to be disappointed. It's going to be right now, right now. It's sitting at a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and if they do that, it's going to go down probably to ninety nine percent. Yeah, it would go down. There'd be that one, you know, that, that one like contingent of people who are like, oh, it's that- I really just, you know, like this is great. This is great, but they just made that change in the the you know, the fifteenth episode where they were. They were yeah. still fighting. They were still doing dodgeball. They were blah, whatever that whatever the kids make the change to. And well, you know that one percent. You know, you know who, who would who would give it that bad review, right? Oh, it's gonna be James uh, Johnny. Maybe they'll come around, and maybe they'll maybe they'll finally realize that hey, guys, we just can't compete with the Pod James Pod podcast. Maybe right. we should just stop podcasting, and that would be the best case scenario if they just stopped. Even trying, because really, we're the only James Bond podcast that gets into the, gets into the nitty gritty of the movies and, and just, of each character in the in the in the background and the and it's the like directing. We're sucking the marrow right out of the bone of these movies. We're just sucking it out. We're just mm. sucking it out. Oh my goodness, that's what we do. That's what we do on we this go, show. We go scene by scene, line by line. You know. You know, and let me, I think this is a good transition to something else I want to bring up. And again, I don't want to harp on the past. I don't want, I don't even want to bring up the past. But that said, last last month on the show, we, you and I, we got together in person. We did a game of 007 Seen It. 007 Seen It. Seen it. Yeah, it's great. And we, we creamed that game. Like we, we owned that game. I'm. I'm not even gonna bring up who won. I did, but I'm not gonna bring it up. Listen, listen. I mean, do you really expect? Yeah. Okay. It doesn't okay. matter. We're that just, we're I just won. gonna leave it. We, I'm not gonna bring that, we, that up. We that I won. You also. We're yeah. You because we're experts. Exactly. That's experts. what. Oh, you. It's like you know where I'm going. We are experts. And you're talking about all this stuff, and you're. You know, you're like, we're the greatest podcast. We know everything about the movies. We hey, we creamed 007. Yeah. Seen it. Here's what I think we listen, should listen when I, when I. Go ahead. Well, no, go ahead because I, I want to see what else. When, you I, when I when I when I first brought up 007 scene in episode 001, I had mentioned how it was possibly the hardest game I've ever played, um, and that to be an expert you had to get uh, like 90 or 95 percent. And I hadn't played the game since like 2006 when it first came out or whatever. Um, but looking back last month when we played it, mm-hmm. um, and at what level we were at. I think when I played it in 2006 and I thought it was so so hard, it was too difficult, I think I was at a James Bonding level of James Bond knowledge. Uh-huh. Whereas now, I'm yeah. at a pod James Pod level. Exactly. Yeah. And you know why? Because, because you've grown and, and you've paired your – well, paired. You've, you've, <laughs> you've partnered yourself with two co-hosts that have – that have helped you rise above who you were. Challenge me. 
to become yeah. who you are. And that's what you've done for me. That's what Alabama Dog's done for me. That's what we've done for – well, actually, we haven't done that for Alabama Dog because he's already, he's already so awesome. He's he's very awesome. You know, he's really – actually, really, it's mostly him. We, we, he have deserves you, most of the credit. Have you seen what he's been doing lately? <laughs> he's so he's so into James Bond. You may you may have seen this if you follow Bama Dog on, on Twitter or on our, at, on our blog. At, at Bama underscore dog. Yeah. So he's he has a new hobby. If you haven't seen this, he has taken his new hobby is skydiving. He's he's so into James Bond culture that he he wants to do research about what it's like to skydive. And um so he's been doing that about eight times a week. That yeah. may be a low end exaggeration, but it's it's around eight times a week. Uh-huh. Eight times a week. Um and he he, he, I asked him, oh, damn, dog, why, why do you keep skydiving uh-huh. as a hobby? Uh, and he says there's, there are very few challenges left in life for him. Uh, one of the challenges at first were, was, was our podcast, the Pod James Pod podcast. Right. But we have, he, I mean, we have oh, exceeded all expectations. Yeah, exactly. And so he, he's looking for new extreme challenges. So I, I, I applaud Alabama Dog rising above, rising above literally – Everybody else. Yes, and that's after having gotten his black belt. <laughs> exactly. I, I completely forgot about his black belt. Yeah. And, I mean, he was so inspired by You Only Live Twice that he went out and got He's, his black belt. Yeah, he, and he worked hard after You Only Live Twice, that episode. We didn't do it that long ago, and he he met, he got yeah. a black belt from that time to uh, just just a, what, a couple weeks ago. And uh, he's just, uh, he's just, he, when he puts his mind to something, he does it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, if you, if you were to ask, Hey, what does Alabama dog do? I mean, we could list out so many things. Yeah. We could list out so many things. I but mean, that said, he's, a, he's an expert. He is such an inspiration. We are so awesome. Such experts because all we're doing, all we're doing is focusing on these movies. I think, I think that we should make ourselves a goal. And I yeah. hope you don't think this is too outlandish of a goal, but I would like high level. It's a high-level high goal. It okay. is. And it's something that I would um, – I'm bringing it up. I'm bringing it up now here on the podcast for the first time, and I'm hoping I'm hoping that you don't think it's too crazy of an idea. But I think you, myself, and Alabama Dog should uh, co-author a book. You took the words right out of my mouth. I've been, I've been dreaming about this. Yeah? You um, think so? Because, I mean, nothing... we, I mean who, if, if we don't, who will? I mean, you can, yeah, there's tons of Bond, James Bond books out there, blah, blah, blah. Are, are any of them any good? Roger Moore's met some, wrote and some, written I mean, some. I mean, what does he know about James Bond? No, no he, he he hasn't explored every facet of the franchise. How like did we he have. do in Seen It? Did Roger Moore yeah. beat Seen It? No. And, you know, I was I was initially thinking, you know, it wouldn't be great if we were in the like, Oprah's book club. But then I'm thinking, wouldn't it be great if we're in the Bama Dog book club? That I, is. That, that, oh my goodness! Talk about I, some lofty I goals. I don't even know if that's possible. I mean, you're you're a dreamer, man. You're a dreamer. I mean, if he co-authors it, it may, maybe if he does the the forward. <laughs> I um, hope I hope he does. And you know, I imagine the forward would, would simply be his paw print, and that's a, that's everything. That you need is to all do. it needs. I mean, it doesn't really need. What more do you need? It's just his. It's like his stamp of approval. I mean, it's like it's like it's pre-autographed, so its value 
is, I mean, you put it on eBay, and eBay won't even be able to register how much it, it's worth. That's how much. That's how valuable it is. Yeah. Who would now? So while we're on the book, because I, I know I know that uh, we probably ought to start talking about the movie, because that's what we do. That's that's how we operate on this show. Um, but so this book, we're looking at it being, you know, we're experts. We're going to talk. We're going to write about James Bond. But I think I think we should start talking about the book. I mean, maybe let's make that sort of something we do every episode. We could share our progress. We could share the journey uh, of us writing this book together. And I don't think I think you know the the place where you start is the cover. You know, what kind of cover would we have yeah. in this book? Well, you may remember I have uh, some co- experience being on a cover of a book. I remember I had the 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 review, the quote. On the book Roger Moore's Cuban Mustache, written by Hat Guy. Right, that's right, that's right. So you yeah. have some experience there with some covers. Yeah, some experience. I mean, I mean, which makes me an, an expert. Um, so I mean, that's that's I mean, that's a great place to start. I mean, Hat Guy, you know, Hat Guy. Hats off to you, Hat Guy, um, for being a good author. I thought it was a great book, but. When it when it comes to talking about our book, it's just there's no there's not going to be any comparison. No, no. Well, let's let's um let's then make our goal for the next episode to come back with some ideas for the cover, and then we'll just proceed down this uh, this book. Journey. Maybe titles. Some, Maybe titles. Some titles. Oh yeah, some titles. I mean, if I mean, we're we not going to make it before we write the book. Well, if it's not going to be just you know, Pod James Pod. I mean, if it's not going to be just our podcast. I mean, don't you think that's like what we should do is name it after ourselves because then it has got immediate tie-in to the movie, yeah, to yeah. us. The, oh, and the, and the eventual movie that those kids yeah. in high school are gonna do. Yeah, people. I mean, if people would see the movie and they, um, they may listen to the show, but they also some people still like to read. Yeah, they, uh, want to read they the would book. probably. Yeah, the first thing you would, they would search, and we're thinking about Google results now, would be Pod James Pod Book. Uh-huh. And maybe that would be the title of it, there Pod you go. James Pod Book. There you go. All right. Perfect. All right. Settled. So, it's episode 0015, and it's time to start talking about the movie for this time. We decided to discuss uh, Sean Connery's second film, From Russia with Love. And we've already—I feel like we've already really kind of gotten—we've broken ground on this already. I talked about uh, the opening sequence uh, a little bit with uh, the guy who's walking around wearing a Sean Connery uh, version of James Bond mask. He gets strangled. For yeah, I love—I love that opening. I love that opening. It's really odd, though. It's like it'd be like uh, you know, I know, I know you and Sailor Sam don't always get along, but uh, it'd be kind of like if you. Made somebody that you know dress up as Sailor <laughs> Sam so that you could go beat them up. Like I mean, it's weird. It's a weird that, thing. Like, why would you dress somebody up as? It sounds like something you've done with QK. No, 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 no. I don't have anyone dress up as QK. I just. I mean, I remember the Octopussy episode. You were yelling at her. Mm-mm. Are you sure she wasn't dressed up? Look, we're not. Look, we're not looking back. We're moving ahead. We're looking okay. forward. Moving ahead. Okay, we're moving ahead. Okay, we're, moving ahead. we're not talking about the past. That's why we're talking about from Rush of Love from 1963. Yep. Yep. And um, it's, I I love the opening scene because it's it's silent. There's there's it's not it's not a high octane action driven scene. It's it's Bond like being a spy. And you know we're, we're he's just thrown into this like maze with the with the bushes and everything. We don't really know what's going on, but it's it's still 
I don't know. I'm, I still really get into it, and it, he's trying to he's trying to be a sleuth and sneak around. And it's uh, and then when when he's when he's killed in the mass pole, it's just like whoa, my world is like my bubble just bursted. I like it. Yeah, I did. I didn't really like it. You don't like it? No, okay. I don't. Like, I think it's silly. <laughs> it's different. I, I I like it because it's different. You, it's just something you don't really see in many other Bond movies. Yeah, I think it's too early for it, though. I think it's the second movie, and it's like, hey, let's, here's our lead character, and he, except he's a guy wearing a mask. I, 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 I mean, it's it's exactly it's the, it's the second movie. I mean, things haven't really been established all that all that much. You know, you know, Doctor No did some things, but Doctor No was still very primitive in some of the James Bond cliches. Yeah. So I mean, I I I like that from Rush of Love was still experimenting with some things. Okay. Um, especially with its with its theme music and the and the opening the credit sequence. What did you think of that? Oh, I think I think yeah, I think what we see and we've already talked about both Dr. No and uh Goldfinger and I think what we see here is definitely the middle of this uh transition into what uh, James Bond becomes with Goldfinger and that here's the formula. Here's the, here are the things that are in every movie. And we see this as still this like evolving franchise. It's closer to what every movie has uh, than Dr. No was, but it's not, it's still like mm-hmm. this proto state. And so it's interesting, but to me it's not as interesting as Dr. Yeah. No was. It's not as raw. It's not as uh, unfinished. It's a little bit more, it's a little bit more polished, which almost takes yeah. away some of the, because it's not all the way there yet, it takes away some of the um, the interestingness of it too. Yeah, yeah, it's you're you're right. It's I mean we get the we get the you know the, the typical James Bond music with the fanfare, but there's not it's not like a it's not a song that's written specifically for from Russia with Love by an artist with a singer. And right, it's I mean, not, they play that yeah. later in the movie, but not for the opening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and then and the plot is pretty. It's almost one of those too simple of a plot for a two-hour movie. It's like, hey, there's a girl, and we need to get her uh, out, but there might be a trap, and here's a briefcase, and fight some people, and uh, we're gonna pad it out with some other stuff too. And I just well, it's, it's too simple of a plot because there's not really any villain. Like the villain is really just a henchman. That's <laughs> like yeah. kind of gone through. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, like it's like from Rush of Love is a, it's just like a, a tease, a test leading up to future Spectre films, which doesn't even happen in the next movie. Exactly, is- exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, great, you know, this great from Rush of Love. We're gonna we're gonna lead on, uh, lead off. You know, at the 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 ending the ending credits. You know, James Bond will be back in in Goldfinger, but then. We don't even see Blofeld or anything like that. <laughs> sort of like how things went with uh, Quantum of Solace. You know, let's establish this whole quantum thing. And then, oh, in the next movie in Skyfall, let's not have it show up. <laughs> but isn't doesn't that like isn't that like, just kind of make sense? You know, Goldfinger, the the revered Goldfinger movie, considered everybody most everybody's favorite Bond movie. Uh, it doesn't have anything to do with From Rush of Love. And same thing with Skyfall. You know, Skyfall's great. Probably because it didn't have anything to do with Quantum. Yeah, I guess Just, I guess Skyfall's great. We haven't talked about that to to have established it's great or not. We haven't made that decision yet. 
You know what was great in Skyfall? Oh my goodness. Is that what we're talking about? It was, are we just skipping to Skyfall now? What was great in Skyfall was that it started out in a really great location. And I'm talking about Istanbul. Mm-hmm. And Istanbul is is it's known as Ian Fleming's one of his favorite locations. Mm-hmm. And Skyfall is one of three movies that took place in Istanbul. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the other two being The World's Not Enough, which stole its plot from The Dark Knight Rises. That's right. And From Russia with Love. And I mean, of course, of course, Bond and, and Skyfall goes to the new mosque where from Russia of Love, it takes place a lot at the Hagia Sophia mosque. But it, I, think there, I think there's a lot of parallels with what Bond's going through. And I, I, I just think, you know, it's great that from Russia of Love, uh, use some Skyfall influence. Yeah, from Russia with Love. Man, you are such an expert. Exactly. You are an I mean, expert. We're look, we're look here. That is we're a look, chapter in the book right there. Transcribe that the in the book. I mean, there really, really, there's like a whole Skyfall chapter in the book. Can you guess what my favorite line or bit or little nugget of this movie is? I don't know. Tell me. There is a scene when they're listening to uh, Bond uh, back at uh, back at back in the UK. M's there, and there are a bunch of people there listening. And Bond says, "Once is when this, I was is this in Skyfall? No, we're, in we're back to From Russia with and M's listening. We're back okay. to From Russia with Love. Okay. Once when I was with M in Tokyo, dot dot dot, and I loved, I loved that because it's it's this reference to like this history that he and M have, and they maybe at some point M was going on missions, M was training him. I I just it's just one little line, but it it just gave." that relationship so much more power and um you love that line i do i do love it i think that's actually that's my favorite little bit of this movie because that's make it, it into the book because i think most of the movies don't really give you a little sense of character and history it's just because it becomes very formulaic it's you know bond jump throws he throws the hat on the hat rack and he and he and money penny flirt and they move on there's no like sense of real history it's just uh-huh. the same thing but this little line is like oh once when i was with him in tokyo ooh what is that like and i kind of don't want to know i just like that there's something there and it's like left up to my imagination what happened yeah yeah no that's great it's great i'm glad i'm glad you picked up on it okay um i can't say i did um but i now that you you reference it i i agree it's a great line mm-hmm. it's a great line it is a great line well let's talk about the girl you know there's not really much of a villain to talk about but let's talk about the girl we have in this uh in this movie we have uh daniela bianchi am i saying that right do you think i mean we'll have to, um, oh, I'm a, of course i am i'm the expert if uh, if Daniela if, Daniela Bianchi, that's the only way to pronounce it. I mean, if she had been saying it different, she needs to change to the way Tatiana. I said it. Uh, she's playing Tatiana Romanova. Um, she's all right. She's again, she's very pretty, very attractive. I don't think she's uh, she's not as strong of a character as other Bond girls. She doesn't uh, do a whole lot. She's very. Um, uh, she just sort of falls in love with Bond and then just kind of falls over tool. him. She's a tool. She's, she's a tool. not really. She's not really her own character. And uh, so from that standpoint, I'd rather, 
I, I wouldn't consider her my favorite, but yeah, other than just that she's very attractive. Meh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. She she was very utilitarian. Uh, she, I mean, she was attractive. She, you know, she she fulfilled everything that a Bond girl really needs. Um, but she doesn't. She doesn't really stand out. Yeah. Not to me. Not to anything. Um, yeah. If if anything, I think her relationship with number three uh, was that let that left some like serious questions because <laughs> n- number three was obviously hitting on her. So I was like, "Oh, is there is there a uh, is there a relationship between these two women? Is there a history there?" Um, you think they were was, in Tokyo as well? They might have been in Tokyo. The briefcase. Can we talk about the briefcase real quick too? Because that that oh yeah, was, Q was uh, well. This is the first appearance of uh, Desmond Llewellyn as Q. And uh-huh. do they even call him Q in this, or was he just was he still just? I don't think I don't think his name's ever referenced in the film. He uh, shows up with this briefcase, and it's uh, there's about a 20 minute scene where Q is explaining the briefcase to uh, Bond, and he's like, "Watch this! You can turn this, and it's got coins, and it's got a knife, and it's got a magnet." And it's like, mm-hmm. "Okay, we get it's this magic briefcase. So let's move on." And then it's really, it's really setting the stage for gadgets. It, for for every other Bond movie, it is. But then, what what I would have rather have seen is because there's so many things tied in with this briefcase um, that it would have been used throughout the movie. So, oh, I need coins. Uh, I pull uh-huh. out the coins. Oh, I need a <laughs> knife. Uh, you know, in a scene ten you know ten minutes later. Okay, now I'll use the knife. Okay, I need the magnet, uh, gas canister thing. You know, thirty minutes later, then I use that. And it's like he used all of it in like the span of two minutes. Having every single, almost every single facet of the briefcase used at the very end of the fight was like, um, it was almost too coincidental. That like, oh, I need a knife right here in this, I'm in a chokehold. Oh, I need, oh, the gas is perfect for the situation. (laughs) It's like that briefcase was built purely for Grant, the assassin. Yeah, yeah. And nobody else. Like Q, Q just knew. I mean, I mean, I know that's typical with most gadgets. Like, they're it just they're only used in very specific situations. But that case, in that case, it was a little bit too much. It was everything at once. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. Well, we're, I think we're coming to uh, to the end of really having delved into From Russia with Love. I think we've um, we've kind of picked it apart. We've covered almost everything. There's not much more to say. So it's time to talk about. Um, well, what we haven't done, what we haven't done, is talk about our dodgeball teams. Uh, so is there any? Is there anybody from this movie? Uh, it's your turn to go first. You. I mean, uh, just just the recap with everybody. I mean, if you're if you're new to our podcast, because I mean, this is sort of our re- reboot. Uh, we've decided to draft characters from all the Bond movies we've seen thus far in the podcast and put them on our dodgeball teams. Yep. So right now we're sitting at ten players each. Um, so each episode we get to choose one player and or you know, swap somebody out if we if we if like we so somebody choose if we so choose if we so choose. Um, so do you is is this is this a movie where you saw somebody uh, worth swapping? Well, I believe out it's your turn to go first. Uh, oh, my turn. Yeah. So it's you a- know, from watching it, I th- I think I I think there is a character that I really could use. Okay. And it's the um, it's the cameraman, <laughs> the cameraman 
who filmed James Bond and Tatiana's uh, Making oh, Love. Yes. Yeah, no tell. <laughs> which, <laughs> that, which, by the way, that is a for a nineteen sixty is sixty-three. <laughs> that, that, that is out there. <laughs> that is a that is a pretty risque scene because uh, I know <laughs> I know like I've got the Blu-rays and I was surprised at how like crisp and clear certain things were in that scene. I was like, whoa, this uh-huh. is uh, this is not something I'm going to be necessarily having the kids uh, sitting here watching with me. In the in the the filming of that scene wasn't even explained until the very end of the movie because <laughs> the whole time we're like whoa why were they filming that and it's not even it's it's like a one guy or two guys and a giant camera anyways so i i think i could really use them on my team to um uh, like most sports teams they go back coaches look go back and look at film oh you're this is brilliant um so i need i really need a cameraman to film my team so I can analyze uh-huh. and be a better coach. You just and make sure he has the right <laughs> film when he's doing the playback there, because otherwise <laughs> it's going to get really awkward. <laughs> All right, everybody, let's, let's let's circle around. Let's get the, let's see that projected up there. Well, let's, the thing let's, goes up there, and it's like, whoa! Well, let's, just, let's look at my team. Let's look at my team. The only, really, the only player that would have a problem with that would be Xenia on a top, and even then, I think she Xenia on a top is a player that kind of swings both ways. I'm just saying that right now. Hey, I could see William Lundigan kind of getting embarrassed, but uh, he's old school. He's, he's a classy old school. guy. He's a classy he might guy. Wa- he might walk out of the room and say, <laughs> "Give me the notes later." <laughs> um, <laughs> with that, because William Lundigan is a he's he's a little bit questionable about this situation with my cameraman. I'm gonna have to let William Lundigan go. Okay. All right. So uh, William Lundigan is off your team. You're adding uh, camera Will, guy. Willie. Yeah, camera cameraman from from Russia with Love. Okay. Yes. Um, I have a, a change I'd like to make as well, uh, just to set things back the way I want them. Uh, Jimmy Bond is gone, and Odd Job is back. Odd Job is back. Yeah. Yeah. We we never said it had to be from that movie. No, just, you're right. You're right. So okay. Odd Job back on the team. And Jimmy Bond is, uh, yeah. Just I'm just kind of undoing that. Sure, you sure about that? Yeah, I'm just undoing that uh, that whole mistake. That was a mistake, and uh, you know I want to just move forward from now on, and uh, and not look back. So that that's gone. That's taken care of. Okay, so everything's back. We got our dodgeball team set, and uh, so let's let's move on to uh, talking about where we uh, where we place these in the hierarchy of films. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We like to uh, we don't rank these movies. We don't say, "Oh, this is a number fifteen of uh, twenty-three." We just put them in sort of a top tier, a middle tier, or a bottom tier. Aaron, where do you place this movie? <sighs> this is a tough. One. This is a tough one for me. I'm gonna have to put it in the middle. It's a solid middle movie for me. It's uh, I like I like I like a lot of things about the movie. I like. I mean, I'm a, I like Sean Connery. I like um, some of the story elements, but it's like, like, like we talked about. It's it just doesn't seem like a very complete movie, and there's a lot of weird things about it. Like there's the theme music is is played throughout the movie in the most boring parts. He'll be walking around his hotel, and we'll da 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 da. I mean. He's just like walking from the room to room, and it's it's just very, it's very strange. Um, that being said, it's hard for me to think 
Sean Connery as, as a bottom film. So this is a, this is in the middle for me. Middle for me, boat makeout scene, yes. Absolutely yes. Great right. boat boat makeout scene. Yeah. And they're being filmed. But not not by my guy. They're being filmed by some tourists. <laughs> Who knows? It might have been my guy. It could have been. Mm. We don't know. We don't know. Aaron, next month on the show, I think in honor of our new looking forward policy and not looking uh-huh. back. We're not about yesterday. We're about tomorrow. Tomorrow never dies. That's what we're doing. Never dies. Never. Never does. Never dies. Tomorrow never dies is what we're doing next month on 0016 of the podcast. It was great to be back. It's great. It's great. I hope I hope you fans loved it as much as we did because it feels good. It feels good to show our expertise and to I mean, really just inspire people. Oh, I'm sure we inspired many today. And for and not just today, but for all time. And for tomorrow. Because tomorrow never dies. And But we're not talking about them. Yet. Oh, I know. I know. Well, this uh, you know, I wish oh, I wish we were recording this in Russia so we could send this to our fans from Russia with love. <laughs> with love from Russia. All right. Well, from us with love. This has been the Pod James Pod podcast, and we'll talk to you again in the future. Bye, Aaron. Bye. Atomic Peace Podcasting Network.